Hello to all the rugby league diehards and welcome to another episode of Six to Go. My name is Tom Canfell and it's great to have your company. As we head into today's episode, you know how it works. We will cover six topics related to the game or even their own career. My guest this week is James Graham. James is one of the best imports the NRL has ever had. As tough as they've ever come and in his post-playing career has become one of the most respected opinions in the game. Hope you enjoy our chat. Here's James Graham. I'm joined by, without a doubt, one of the greatest English players that has ever played the game, James Graham, as the next guest of the 6 to Go podcast. Jimmy, it's so great to have you on, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, yeah, excited to, to sit down and uh, have a bit of a chat. Well, mate, it's a pleasure to have you on, and I'll get things kick-started with what has everyone talking today, and that is West Tigers. Jimmy, I was going to bring up Benji Marshall, but after what happened last night, Benji will have to wait a couple of minutes. Let me just re- <laughs> let me just replay the moment from last night that has everyone talking today. Sideways, which denies Kyle oh, Felt- no! That's a disgrace! That is a disgrace! That is a disgrace, Dan. That video wrestler, that this was a shocker. Should be game over. Shocker. Are you kidding? It's going to be successful. It's an escort run. You questioned from before. They retained it because the bunker had okay. inconclusive evidence. Can't challenge that. You can't challenge, challenge the offside. You can't okay. challenge the bunker. They Why not? Were, they it's a challenge. That's a fair challenge. They already cleared that, mate. That you was a disgrace. Kyle Felt's got a smile on his face like he knows he got away with something. Wow. Dan, why are they, what, what are they challenging the full, the full the time whistle? The full time Tell me how you really feel, Jimmy. 24 hours uh, on. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is a bit strange hearing yourself um, <laughs> talk like that. Uh, I guess, yeah, I was, uh, look, I, I care about the game and um, deep down, I, I'm just a big fan at heart as well. But um, no real allegiance to the Tigers. But it was just, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, I found it difficult to understand what exactly was being challenged um and then in my opinion as well it wasn't a penalty um so yeah i I fell for the tigers it was such an entertaining game yesterday um just when you thought cowboys had it home and hosed with a seven point lead and then tigers start coming back and yeah i thought the clock was going to run out when who was taking the kick at goal, but it didn't, and just thought, oh, well, it's it's just over, isn't it? And then, yeah, uh, it, was, it was it was crazy. Um, but look, I'm glad that the NRL have come out today and realised they they've made a mistake at, um, and they've admitted to it. But that that doesn't um, that doesn't help the Tigers. So just to be clear, your mind hasn't changed that it was the incorrect call. Absolutely not. It was no, it was. Definitely the incorrect call. It wasn't an escort, and I've got, I'd have some issue as well with still the fact that it was just challenged. There wasn't a decision to be challenged, if that makes sense. I'm still struggling to wrap my head around how that how that works. Should Ashley Klein be officiating this weekend, Jimmy? Now that the NRL has said today that the decision of an escort, which he judged on, was wrong. Um. I've got I've got no issue with him officiating this weekend. But we all make mistakes. Don't want to see him not um, not not referee this weekend because of 
because of a because of a mistake or, or a bad game. Like we, you know, we're all human. I don't think he he's got it wrong, didn't he? Uh, you know, there's plenty of players that get big decisions wrong that cost games, but they still have the opportunity to to play the following week. So yeah, I think he's well within. His, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see him stood down. Fair enough. Well, we could discuss officials all day, but we will move on to some other news at West Tigers. Your now former colleague, Benji Marshall, has left his media roles and taken up an assistant coach role at West Tigers. That will eventually turn into a full-time head coaching role. James, I have to admit, when I first heard about this, I thought the whole idea was a bit fraught with danger. There are just so many ways that this could go wrong, in my opinion, and I'll give you the, the simplest one. Benji could work Benji, Benji could work out after a year that he doesn't actually like the coaching life and West Tigers seem to have already locked themselves into a five-year plan. But however, I am rooting for Benji. Can you tell me, Jimmy, why I'm wrong and can you make the case that this was a good move for West Tigers? Well, look, I think it, it's easy to, to look at what could go wrong, but already um, let's look at what's going right. So uh, instantly he has a, uh, he's fixed a problem in terms of the Tigers' Uh, inability to to recruit, uh, so he's put out the fire of um, properly. He you know taught of you know apparently being uncomfortable with going, so he's he's put that at ease. Uh, and I think Benji has a lot of pull within the game. So if if a big name recruit is thinking of going to the Tigers, he's more likely to go now that Benji Marshall is going to be there. Um, and I think if you look at the example of Latrell Mitchell, for instance, that was offered, you know, quite a significant some more to to join the Tigers over over Souths, which he which he knocked back. I, I think if had Benji have been in the hot seat, then uh, things may have been different. I don't know. So I think he's 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 starting to address that problem, um, and then also the you know they've been accused of you know the players have been accused of not having. Uh, pride or showing passion for the jersey, um, you know, and, and speaking to Benji for him, it was you know the, the only club he wanted to coach was West Tigers, so um, he fixes that issue almost immediately. So um, yeah, I look back to that the Tommy Radonikus Memorial game where the yeah. Tigers were blown off the park and a lot of fans were were pretty angry with that. You know, it's hard to envisage that happening under. Benji and Tim Sheen's um, watch. So, I, I um, look, yeah, of course, there, there are there are potentials for things to go wrong, but there's potential for things to go wrong on whoever you and, and on whoever the Tigers would have appointed. So, um, it, it's it, it's created a lot of headlines and talking points because it's something that's different. Um, but you know, they they tried a premiership winning coach in Michael Maguire and. I guess that didn't work. Um, so they did the same thing with, you know, Green or Flanagan. They would they'd be accused of just um, repeating themselves, or if they tried a rookie coach and that didn't work. I'm sure that, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, the knives would be out. But I, I, I kind of, I, I really like this, and I've spoke at length with with, with Benji uh, privately about this, and I'm I'm pretty optimistic for the Tigers' chances once he uh, once he takes over. Can I ask you about your own situation? Do you have any aspirations to one day be a head coach in the NRL? Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, while I was playing, I, I honestly, it was um, all I ever 
wanted to do in retirement, but now I'm now I'm here. Um, I see just how hard they have to work, and that, that's not me saying I, I don't want to work hard, but it's just a, a different beast, and you know the amount of pressure that you and your family would be under. Um, I just need to very carefully consider if that's a that's a, a life that I want, um, and also am I good enough to do it? Um, so I um, I, I need to f- figure all that out. And I never say never, but I've got some uh, decisions to make. And yeah, part of me is really attracted to it, but also part of me is attracted to um, not doing it. <laughs> Let's move on to the news recently of the decision made by Victor Radley. Middle forwards have never been lacking in quantity for England, but Victor Radley is a big addition for the English team. What What's your reaction to the news? You, yeah, look, I was delighted um, that Victor Radley is chosen to play for England um, I, I really am I knew he was a, uh, he, I knew that he qualified um, and obviously he'd been in and around the, the New South Wales uh, camps and squads before but for him uh, you know after speaking to him him talking about that that feeling in his chest um, when he was you know making his mind upon this decision oh, that, that sold it for me and uh, I think it, it, like you say Forwards have always been a, a strong point of the English game, so you know he's he's got some some healthy competition in there. But no doubt he'll be uh, he'll be in the team, and um, you know he'll be he'll be without a doubt contributing. And if he he plays half as good as he does for the Roosters, he'll do all right for England. Don't worry about that. Just keeping on international footy for a minute, I believe that if the current New Zealand team remains healthy and they put up the team that they just did in the in the recent international game. Uh, they'll field the best New Zealand team of all time for the World Cup. That's just my opinion. Uh, as an Englishman, who would you see as the biggest threat, New Zealand, or is it still Australia to you? Oh wow, that, that's a that's a big call on the on the current New Zealand team. Has had some great teams in the past. Um, look, I, I I really don't know. I think obviously New Zealand are very strong. Australia are strong, and let's not rule out Samoa and Tonga as well. Um, There's you know the the Tongans in, in recent years have beaten Australia, New Zealand, Eng- and Great Britain. So um, you'd be a fool to to not take them seriously. They were a little underdone on the in the last Test match, but they didn't have their coach with them, and they had a, a couple of um, a couple of players missing who who still play in the Super League. So um, yeah, they'll be there or thereabouts. So. You know, international rugby league, in my opinion, has never been as uh, has never been in a stronger position. So, let's hope that uh, this World Cup is is pretty special. Jimmy, whilst we're on the topic of rep football, as an Englishman, do you have much of an interest in state of origin? And can I ask you, is it popular amongst English rugby league fans? Yeah, I always loved watching my state of origin. We um, we normally get it on a Wednesday morning in England, so. Um, yeah, I, I always kept a close eye on it. Loved watching it. Um, yeah, and it's it, it's not just revered in England. It's 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 probably our product that gets you know played around the world. It's it's something that is is very well known about and um, a bit of a fixture on the on the international sport and calendar. And uh, I was there game one and game three this year. Uh, and wow, game three was was something else. The the intensity of that match was was sensational. It was a, a pleasure to watch. 
I know it's easy to caught, get caught up in the moment, but I've, I've watched Game Three back a few times now, and I truly believe it was. It's it's definitely in the conversation for the best game I've ever seen. What did you make of that contest last week? Yeah, it, like I say, it was it was brilliant to watch. Um, you know, series decider on the line, two teams going hell for leather. Um, there's some some of the dark arts of of, of rugby league where were, were played, but there's plenty of skill on display as well. So, yeah, it was it was a sensational game. If, if we had that every Origin series, um, yeah, it, it wouldn't it be great? But that's it was it was a, it was a very special game. Like where it ranks in terms of origins, I, I, I don't know. That's not for me to say. But yeah, it was um, it, it was a healthy reminder to everyone just how good our product can be. There was a lot made of New South Wales selections, both pre and post game, and in in my opinion, rightfully so. I'd like to get your opinion because you're like an impartial judge here. But I know personally as a Queensland fan, when New South Wales decided to leave out Josh Adokar, Jack White, and Regan Campbell-Gillard, it certainly doesn't make me less confident. Yeah, look, it's it's always going to be the case. Um, New South Wales have a, you know, a, a bit of a, they always have a selection problem due to the, the sheer number of players that they usually have to, to pick from. So um, there's always going to be much room for debate. And I guess with the benefit of hindsight, and um, people, you know, it's, it's easy for it to say I would have done this or I would have done that. But I think New South Wales have just got to back the back the back the people that selected they selected and and get a better job done. Like I mean, if you look at Game Two, for instance, they were they were streets ahead, weren't they? But uh, rugby league is you know to what was it two and a half weeks in between those games, and it was a huge turnaround. And you know you you can't underestimate the the impact that the Queensland crowd had on on that game as well. They, they make it that they make a very special atmosphere. So, um, look, we can get bogged, bogged down in, in, in selections, and everyone's got their own opinion. I'm sure if you if you went across the, you know, if you asked everyone in New South Wales, there'd be many a different t- side picked. So, um, you know, Freddie's not going to be able to please everyone. Let's move on to the Dragons. Jimmy, the media got a little bit bored last week and decided to put Anthony Griffin in the crosshairs. To me, this is borderline ridiculous criticism. Uh, A big win by the Dragons on Friday night against Manly from a club that had to go through a rough period 12 months ago and turn over a big part of their roster. Where do you see the state of the Dragons at this point in time? Yeah, look, it was was strange last week to see Coach Griffin's um, future being spoken about publicly. It, It literally as if, you know, some journalists had just got bored and and almost made it up. I think there, I'm, I'm right in saying there was a board meeting, but it was a, a monthly board meeting. So uh, where I don't believe Coach Griffin's future was was even spoken about. I mean, it'd just be ridiculous to sack him at at this point. Like they're still in the fight for the eight. They they obviously they they won on Friday and now on on equal points with eighth position. Obviously in a a bit of a log jam there, and there's plenty of work to do, but. You know, I think at the start of the season, if you just presented uh, anyone connected with the Dragons, the, the this position in terms of you know being in, in, being level on points with with eighth and six games to go with plenty to fight for, um, I think this is a position that we that most people involved at the club would have accepted. 
I'd just like to talk about the recruitment of the Dragons for a second. Let's start with, in my opinion, the best addition this year, and that is Moses Suli. He's been such a strong asset for the Dragons all year, and he's still very young. How much better do you think he can get? Yeah, look, Moses has been a phenomenal talent, which, and he's had his indiscretions, and he, but his face seems to be fitting down at the Dragons. Just unfortunately for him, he's had that bad syndesmosis injury. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's hard to see him... Uh, uh, recovering in time, I'm not too not too sure on on what that recovery time is, but he has been sensational. And you know, with him and Zach Lomax forming a a pretty um, a pretty quality centre combination, it gives it gives the club, you know, or whoever's on that. Well, both of them are on the field at the same time. It's genuine strike on both sides of the on both sides of the field, which is uh, which is obviously fantastic for us to have. And, yeah, yeah, Moses came under. You know, there's a lot of eyeballs on him, and a lot of questions around whether you know the, the Dragons could you know you know, get into his potential and and get that out of him. And they certainly seem to have done that. I've been really impressed with his with the way he's um, with the way he's played so far this year. The Dragons was a big topic of conversation on NRL 360 last week, a show that you're obviously involved with in particular the recruiting and how they've taken a bit of a money ball approach to their team with people like Andrew McCulloch, Josh Maguire and Mo Zembai. Last week, Paul Crawley said Andrew McCulloch is done as an NRL hooker and these moves put pressure on Anthony Griffin's job. James, I'd like to read you a quote from 12 months ago. I think what Griffin does is pretty smart, but it's the long game. It's not going to give immediate results where Moses comes to the club next year and it puts them in top four position, but it certainly can make them challenge for the eight again. James, this was said by a guy named Paul Crawley. So to me, this is very, yeah. this is very hypocritical because it has brought improvements, and they are in a position to challenge for a finals berth. What's your opinion on these additions that have come from other clubs, and can you tell me what they've bought on the field, but also off the field as well? Yeah, look, obviously the, the, there was a lot of talk around the, the, the recruitment, and you know the, there was a lot of experienced players bought in that a lot of other clubs were contributing towards the wage, and I've got no problem with that whatsoever. Um, excuse me. Any any signing is a good signing at the right price, and you know I I like what Andrew McCulloch brings to the football club. I think he complements the spine really well, and um, his experience is you know is so valuable to the likes of Ramsey or Sloan at the back, and obviously Jung Lamone as well in the, in, in the halves alongside Ben Hunt, and you know the next one up is is Jaden Sullivan as well. So. You know, there's a lot of young, inexperienced players within that spine. So, to have the experience of of, of Maka and Benny Hunt is is so vital for them. I think it's I think sometimes that the spine is about balance and 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 what works for your team, not necessarily individually. And I want to point out something else out here too, Jimmy. This is a team that before a ball was kicked at the start of the season, and a lot of people get forget this. They were favourites for the wooden spoon. And I know, yeah. I know I know plenty of so-called experts who pick them for the spoon. Now, to, to me, this is all ridiculous. Can I can I ask you, like like you've said, I suppose, if I was to give you this spot at the start of the year, tied for eighth, in the finals hunt, six weeks to go, surely what after happened last year with Barbecue Gate effectively ruining their season, surely any Dragons fan would take this scenario, Jimmy? Yeah, well, like you said, I think that. Most people at the club would like. Would we like to be higher? Absolutely. Would we? You know, yeah. We we'd, we'd love to be challenging for the top four. But if you take all things into account, especially with the way last season finished, this is. I think I think if you take all things into consideration, 
um, with how they finished last season and 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 whatnot, and you know the the new players coming in and the, the youth that's being promoted. You know, like I say, to be to be challenging for the eight and equal on points with eight is a sought after position. And now with sixteen games to go, I I believe they've they've got themselves where it's a it's a position that the destiny's in their own hands. And you know, people will look at the draw and go, well, the the Cowboys and then the Sharks and but you know. I'm I'm backing the team to to get the results that they need. Jimmy, last week I had Josh Hannay on the show and I said if you were picking a team to play for your life at the moment, Ben Hunt is getting a start somewhere. Is he one of the most underrated players in the game still? I don't know if I don't know if he's underrated. I think people are starting to realise his value now. Um he's obviously I think before Burton went behind closed doors, he was oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um I think before voting went behind closed doors, he was you know, top of the Dallium leaderboard. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's underrated. I think people do appreciate what he brings, and no doubt every single Queenslander would would be uh, would have would, would be would certainly not be saying he's underrated with the performance in the in the last Origin series. He was sensational. Has he changed much since when you were part of this Dragons team? He's he's probably had to take more of a vocal leadership role without people like yourself there, I'd imagine. Yeah, obviously when he came to the club in, in 2018, he, he certainly hit the ground running and, and was really good. And then, you know, it wasn't just Ben, but the club went through a couple of lean years there in 19 and 20. So, um, But he's, he's always had that ability to to play this well but he's just probably got a few more that are contributing and you know making his job that much easier but no doubt about it he's he's the heart and soul of that team at the moment um he's and he's just in in red hot touch and you you find that that players like benny that that form is you know it's infectious and and they keep going and when they're on a streak they're they're just everything they touch turns to gold and benny's in one of those uh it having those moments at, at this season, especially, and let's hopefully uh, let's hope. And if he just keeps doing what he's doing, it will continue on uh, into September. How big of a priority should it be for the Dragons to keep him long term? Because you'd imagine the clubs would be circling if he was free on the market. Yeah, look, I think he's got next year um, at the club, and then you know, the, I think by that time he'll be thirty-three. And, you know, if he continues in this vein of form, undoubtedly other clubs will, will, will look at him. Uh, how many years he's got left, I'm, I'm not too sure, and I'm not too sure on how his body is. But um, surely, if he continues on, the, the club would be making the, the retention of Ben Hunt a, a priority. Jimmy, I have to congratulate you on your own podcast that you've started. It's absolutely fantastic. It's called the Buy Round. First of all, can I ask you why you decided why you decided to start it, and have you enjoyed it? Uh, yeah, I've, I've I've really enjoyed it. It's been um, it's been on my radar for 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 a while. Um, I do have lots of ideas going through my head from time to time, but this one seems to have, have stayed. And then it was just a, a conversation with a couple of fr- friends of mine that were, you know, were, were were able to do the the real heavy lifting and, and get this thing off the ground and do all the things that I can't. So once we'd had those conversations, it just seemed it it just seemed silly not to. And I guess. I was always comfortable with just trying it. If, it. if it didn't work out, well, it just stops and ends. So um, rather than to, I guess, don't die wondering, um, 
yeah, just give it a shot and, and see what happens. There was very little risk involved in in setting this up, and I'm uh, I'm really happy we, we decided to because it's I've really enjoyed it, um, and as well I think you know from, judging from the feedback, I think the the punters are enjoying it too. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see about continue. Well, um, the, the plan is for it to continue on, and hopefully we'll have some uh, you know really cool guests come on uh, in the in the ne- in the next couple of weeks and months. You spent an episode with Cameron Seraldo. I don't know about you, Jimmy. I'm actually starting to feel a bit bad for him because he's being talked up that much. If if he's anything short of Jack Gibson, people might be disappointed. Just in the time you spent yeah. with him, can you tell me what he's like and what you came away thinking after he was on your podcast? Yeah, I was very impressed with him. V- very impressed. And um, yeah, look, you know, he's obviously been involved at, at, at the Panthers for a, a long time now so experienced there and no doubt he'll make a great coach Jimmy did you feel any pressure coming out of your career to graduate from former player to being someone who has in my opinion one of the most respected opinions in the game um, no it's just it, it, that, that um, player transition was it, it was quite difficult really to be honest um, yeah it's it's a hard one when you can prepare for it but then when it happens, you, yeah, there's a, a, a well, it's a, it's a huge change, a huge change for for, for all ex-professional athletes. So um, that was the main thing for me is to making sure that I transitioned out of it well. And I guess any you know any time I talk within the media, I I always just you know be, be myself and give my honest opinion on things. And I think well, I'd like to think people you know. Um, accept that for who I am. I'm not always going to be right. Um, but, yeah, I guess it's just trying to come from a, a place of, of passion and, and think ideas through. And, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of where, where I come from with my uh, opinions on the game. Well, James, I can't thank you enough for your time today on the 60 Go podcast. Hopefully it's not the last time. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thank you for having me on, Tom. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. A big thanks to James for coming on the show. And remember, you can catch him on Fox League, Triple M, and his own podcast, The Buy Round, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, if you want to get in contact with me, you can on Twitter, at T Canfell. And don't forget to give the 60 Go Facebook page a like as well. My name is Tom Canfell. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And until next time, this has been the 60 Go Podcast, and that is full time.